Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today I have Julia Booker with me, and Julia, you are, was it an educational consultant with Paper Pie? Is that the correct term? Yes, I'm an educational services representative. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Now, when my kids were little, I have, I have five boys and my, my four older boys are like quite a bit older than my younger one. And we did almost all of our homeschooling, we started with a book from us born, which is basically is paper pie now, right? Yes. So um, we're the same company. We just rebranded. We are a U.S. distributor for Usborne Publishing. Usborne is a British publishing company and Paper Pie is the U.S. distributor for them. And then we're the parent company for Kane Miller Publishing, Learning Wrap-Ups, and uh, most recently, Smart Lab Steam Toys. Yeah. No, oh my gosh. I just feel like there are so many things that homeschooling families can benefit from with your company. Um, I know it's, it's so funny that I mean, I still have so many of these books and I, I, I have the only son I have left at home is 17 and I still have the little flat books that I, I will not get rid of because they were so much fun. And I, and whenever I have, um, you know, nieces and nephews come over, they just will sit down and just go through my books and they love them. So I just, I don't want to get, get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> they have some like magical quality where kids definitely just gravitate towards them. Um, we have a ton of books in my house and as many books from paper pie as we have, I, my mom did not get rid of any books either. So now I have all of like my childhood books and I'll pull them out and be like, oh, this was my favorite growing up. And they're like, oh, that's mom. And then they pull a paper pie book off the shelf and they're like, here, read this one. <laughs> You probably are just like me. You like look at a house. I mean, like I like going to model homes and the, the thing that I like doing, you know, I'll go into it and I'll look around. It's like, nope, not enough walls. I don't, not enough walls for bookcases. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> our, our, our house is, is pretty modest. And I, my husband jokes around that like every three months I'm like, okay, we have to buy another bookshelf. Um, and he's he's quickly saying that we're we're running out of room. And I was like, oh, no, we can add a book rail down our long hallway. So he put a book rail on one side of the hallway. And I'm like, oh, no, there's still room on the other side. We could do one above. We could do one below that. Um, and then I keep seeing these like Instagram videos of like a bookshelf that's actually a secret door. I was like genius. When we run out of room, you're just going to turn all of our bedroom doors into bookshelves that are actually doors and then problem solved. My, my son right now, he's his bedroom. There's this one door. I don't know what they were thinking, but he has an extra door. So we've actually put bookcases on either side of it just because, you know, why, the room. <laughs> why not? Yeah, we just needed more bookcases. So, um, 
one of the things I really like about your books is that there are so many different genres that um, that kids can listen, you know, read. And uh, I know my older boys were just they were just voracious readers, and um, I I read to them a lot. I I had them listen to audiobooks. I mean, we just were always reading. And my my youngest son, you know, I was I did the same, but he did not develop that veracity that my other boys had just because and it took me a long time to figure out that he just liked different kinds of books um do you have any i don't know do you have any like um advice to parents of you know whose kids might not enjoy reading as much I think one thing to look for is exactly as you said, what are they interested in? Um, it's very easy to think of reading for pleasure as just novels. And there are a lot of kids, um, and I don't want to generalize, but a lot of boys who are actually just more interested in nonfiction books than they are in picking up a novel. Um, I mean, I even my boys are young. Like I can just see that difference in interest between my boys. I have my older son who is, he is my literal, like factual kid, everything, you know, you said exactly this, but he just wants fun, silly stories. And I have my other son who is my kiddo who just tells stories all day long, never stops talking. But if he's going to pick a book to read, it is always a nonfiction book. Always. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, can we just read a story right now? But it's just something to look out for. And especially as um, kids are getting older, if they're not interested in a novel, find a fact book for them. And, um, you know, a topic that they want to learn more about. Um, we have this really cool series hundred things to know about. And there's a bunch of different topics like uh, the body, food, history, science, planet earth. Um, and when you flip through it, it's colorful and it's fully illustrated and there's little graphs and, um, and pictures and it's, it's designed for older kids. But when you first open it, you're going to look at it and say, well, that's not a lot of words doesn't need to be a lot of words. There's really fun, interesting facts. And if your kiddos are picking up a book and they're engaging with it, you've won. Um, and so there, there are so many different genres that we can give access to our kids to um, help them engage with the book. And a lot of our books, you know, we have books for newborns, black and white books for those fresh out of the womb all the way through teens and for each age level there are so many different um, kinds of interactions that the kids can have with the book whether it's through textures or flaps or colorful illustrations um, and even in uh, like some of our books for our oldest readers um, some of those teen books we have these really really cool um, encyclopedias 
and they're just full color. Like when you open them up, you're just immediately drawn in. Um, our books are written in a way where with nonfiction, the information, even in those encyclopedias, is given as these tiny nuggets of information. And so it's just not too overwhelming. But we can present really high-level information in a way where kids are going to want to read it. And then they have internet links. So you can have a kiddo who's like really into computer or video games, and they can have this book where they can have it open and they can go to the link for that page spread and they can watch videos or do little quizzes and like play games. And so it's a way to meet them where they're at um, to help them develop that that love. Yeah, no, I I love that. I know I used the the world history encyclopedia as a spine and it was so nice because I could meet the needs of all of the ages, you know, for mm -hmm. my kids. Um uh my first four were, you know, are within five years. I had I had my first four in less than five years. And so um, but I had these like three different levels of um, that I had to meet. And I know so many people, they'll they'll try and homeschool and it's like, okay, my fourth grader has to do state history and my eighth grader has to do, you know, national history. Anyway, no, just do it all together. Yeah. <laughs> Make your life easier. Um, but anyway, that that book was so loved because we would just, in fact, this, I had to get a second one. I had to replace it because we used it and loved it so much. And we would just go through it. And, and, and I mean, it was a very quality book. So, I mean, I'm saying that we loved it so much over the years. That, exactly. Um, yeah. It was definitely our fault and having five boys, you know, um, yeah. Books do so fall apart. If they, they do. And you know, what's uh timely that you said that we actually have a lifetime replacement guarantee on all of our books so if you love a book so much and it comes apart you can get a new one at half off um no matter how old the book is and if the particular book is out of print um they will find something that is comparable that that you can still replace at half off because it is our books are they're made very good um high quality materials and very good construction, but paper is paper. <laughs> you open and you open and close it enough and it's, you know, it's still somewhat biodegradable. <laughs> oh, well, that is so good to know. Oh, that is, that's amazing. That's great. And it's anything. We had a, a flat book that our electric reclining sofa literally ate and got <laughs> stuck like in the mechanism of the couch. It was insane. And I sent them a picture and I was like, uh, does this, Mike McCouch ate it. Does this count? <laughs> they were like, sure. Here's your new book a half off. <laughs> like, oh, how funny. Oh, how funny. That is really cool. Well, I know you homeschool your boys. Can you tell us a little bit of how you got into homeschooling and how you've been able to use um, all of these amazing books um, with your homeschooling? Yeah, so uh, we had not planned on homeschooling. Um, I was never opposed to the idea of homeschooling. Um, my cousins were homeschooled and I grew up very close to them. But we just, our plan was, I was really looking forward to my kids being in school from eight to three. Um, life had other plans for us. And 
Um, our older son, he kind of falls into that twice exceptional category where he's intellectually gifted, but he also has uh, multiple learning disabilities. And uh, he also happens, he has a cerebral palsy as well. And so it just makes it um, complicated for him. He's not going to sit in a classroom the same way that a neurotypical child will. And we were trying to work with the school they were at to have appropriate supports for him. And um, the principal just, I, I don't know, she didn't didn't like that we knew more than she did or didn't like that we were trying to like tell you know them how to do their job or if that's how she perceived it we were just trying to get the correct supports in for our son and um it, it was it was a really unfortunate um and upsetting situation but you know as a as parents it's our number one job to you know, keep our kids uh, safe. And, um, you know, I, she said to me in a meeting, one meeting, you know, well, do you want him to, you know, be this kid who has all these special needs and has all this stuff happening in the classroom? Or do you want him just to be a, a normal kid that fits in with everybody else? <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he he does have disabilities. He does need these supports, but he also deserves to be a normal kid. And, be in with everybody else and so they just they they were mistreating him they were doing things that we were just absolutely not okay with um but i just really we had our heart set on our kids going to this this school my mom is a teacher there has been for 23 years um i had previously worked there i grew up going to school there um oh. it was home it's our family and it just got to the point though where we realized that for all the kind of abuse and neglect that was happening at this school, that as parents, if we didn't pull them out, then we were the ones that were, you know, neglecting the needs of our kids. So um, we do things as a family, though. So we pulled both boys out at a Christmas break when my older one was in kindergarten and my younger one was still in preschool. And we just kind of said, okay, we're going to homeschool. We'll figure it out. We'll do this. And then we'll figure out someplace for them to go next year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once we got started, though, as much of a struggle as those first six months were, um, and if I could go back, I would do those six months completely differently <laughs> than what we did. Um, you know, we just realized, like, this is such a better learning environment for for both of our kids, not just for my kiddo who has learning differences. Um, it certainly helps us give him every single accommodation that he needs, but even with our younger son, um, he is one of those kids that his birthday, um, I don't know like how many states around the U S do the whole TK business now, but California is one of those states that has TK. So if you're not, um, if you're not five by September 1st, you can't start kindergarten. So my kids have fall birthdays and so my both of them but my younger one he um would not have been able to start kindergarten until actually this year when he just he just actually turned 6 um and so um when we pulled them out and because they're so close in age we lump a lot of our subjects together and just kind of teach both of them well he just caught on you know real easily and so we did kindergarten a year early because he was 
academically ready. And I was like, no pressure. Like, I don't want to have the same fight. I learned my lesson with my first kid. Like, I don't want to have the same fight. And he just, he just went and I was like, oh, letting them like work at their own pace, like really does work. <laughs> you don't have to like push them because they they really will do it on their own. Um, and so now if he was in a traditional school, he would have to be in kindergarten this year. And we're working on first grade, first and second grade curriculum with him. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Um, so that's kind of how we ended up homeschooling. And then we just realized like, once we were out of a traditional school system, we were really clearly able to see just the, the really unfortunate, but just massive problems that exist in, in that sort of industrial school model. Um, and so, you know, we, just kind of got into our flow, but, you know, we have our curriculum that we work with. Um, I use a pretty traditional curriculum. Um, they have their, you know, we do a lot of workbooks and stuff like that, but I'm constantly pulling out a paper pie book, whether it's, um, an encyclopedia, whether it's a picture dictionary, it could be one of our wipe clean books or, um, one of our skill set books, like my older kiddo, he would much rather work in his Usborne addition and subtraction activity book than he would his, his, you know, black and white textbook workbook. It's like, can I just do the other one, please? Um, and so there's just constantly something that we can, you know, supplement with. And even certain things, there have been certain topics where I have just put the textbook aside entirely. And we have pulled uh, books from either Osborne or Kane Miller and have used those to learn um, about, about that topic. And there are puzzles that you can bring in, um, like for older kids, we're not there yet, but like we have a periodic table puzzle what a, what like more fun way to have to learn about the periodic table than putting a puzzle together to actually like build it and see it come together. Um, so there's so much. And then even now with the, the smart lab steam toys that just came out, um, those are incredible. And they're all, uh, like the tiny baking you get, uh, the little pamphlet book inside like actually teaches you about the chemistry and the science behind baking and why putting those ingredients together, you know, turns into a cake. Uh, so there's just constantly learning that is happening while your kids are just having fun. Like they're, they don't even realize they're learning because it's so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. That is, that is awesome. I love that. I love hearing stories about how people started homeschooling. I'm sorry you went through that horrible experience with your son, but it's it sounds like it's all gotten taken care of and you're able to meet his needs. And there's so many people that's that homeschool in in that in a very similar situation to that just because unfortunately the schools can't meet the needs of our kids um very often. So I'm I'm glad you are you you realize that you could do it because I know he's he's being blessed by that. So that's awesome. Well, Julia, we have run out of time, but I am so grateful that you could come on and, and share your genius with us, share this gift um, and your love of reading uh, with my audience. And uh, 
And I look forward to sharing your presentation with uh, everybody for the 2024 uh, Realizing Genius Homeschool Conference, which will be in, in February, uh, February 22nd through 27th this year. Sounds like so much fun. Thank you again so much for having me. I had a great time with you today. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.